I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, before I talk about the scam of the day, I thought I'd share some interesting information. According to the FBI, and this was a recent bulletin I got, the top scams reported in 2019 were the imposter scams, that is when crooks impersonate business and government agencies, and the most frequent imposter scam was the social security scam with 166,190 reports and the median loss of $1,500. Whew. That is a lot, but I guess it's not surprising considering the number of people who get those calls every day. And I get the calls about the calls, so I know that this is a scam that's really rampant right now, certainly in Santa Barbara County and apparently all over the United States. So another very prevalent scam where people have lost a lot of money is the tech support refund scam. I've talked a little bit about this before, but I recently got a bulletin from the Department of Justice, the Colorado office, which describes exactly how these scammers operate, so I thought it would be interesting. Now, the headline reads, Indian National sentenced to five years in federal prison for scamming victims of over $377,000, and most of these victims were seniors. Wow. Since this scammer was caught, you're including it in the good news in today's story. That's right. So this story begins in April of 2018. The scammer, whose first name is Safter, traveled from India to the United States to work in a Colorado Springs hotel. And while he was there, he started a number of scams. The first scam involved call centers, and he was familiar with these because he worked with call centers in India. So this is what he did. He and some others that he enlisted would notify victims that they had been overcharged for tech support services and that they were going to receive a refund to be deposited directly into their bank account. Well, initially, Vicki, how would he approach the victims? So this is from an actual case that was reported to me on the fraud hotline. The scammer would call a victim and claimed to be working for a tech support company. He would tell the victim that they were entitled to a refund because they paid too much on a tech support contract. But what if the victim had never purchased a contract for computer repair? Well, these scammers, as you know, are very, very good. And this guy would convince them that they paid for this service at the same time that they bought their computer. I'm sure a lot of people would believe that because who remembers exactly what services, if any, you might have bought when you purchased your computer? Exactly, because these service people do talk you into purchasing other things. Then he would tell them that the money was actually in their checking account, but a mistake had been made, the refund was too much, and they would need to send the difference back. Ooh, I know that one's a red flag. How did he explain that the company sent too much money? 
Well, as you know, these crooks have all kinds of stories, but the typical story was that somebody had made a mistake just inputting the amount of dollars, and that person was going to get in a lot of trouble if the victim didn't send part of the money back. But first, the scammers had to make it look like the victim had actually received the money. So this is a complicated scam. So the crooks would talk the victims into giving them access to their computer remotely. Now, once the scammer had access, he could also get into the victim's bank records and generate a false statement showing that money had been deposited. Oh, my goodness. That is unbelievable. How much money would he get from this scam? Well, in one case, the victim sent him $20,000. He probably convinced the victim that there was some mistake with the zeros, and maybe it was only supposed to be $200. Mm. You've talked about another version of the tech support scam, where the scammer tells you that there's a problem with your computer. Was SAFTER involved in this one also? Oh, yes. It turns out Safter was a scammer from way back, including the time he was living in India and worked for one of those Indian call centers. So sometimes victims would encounter a pop-up on their computer telling them that there was a problem with the computer and they needed tech support help. And of course, the pop-up would provide a telephone number. And was Sadford one of the tech support people who answered these calls? Oh, yes, he was. And once again, he would convince the victim that they did have a problem and he needed to have remote access to the computer to check it out. And of course, once he got in, he made the computer have some problems and then asked for money to fix it. Mm. Oh, this is terrible. And then a step further, did he ask the victims to pay by gift cards? Yes, of course. As we know, this is our big red flag. Sometimes he'd ask for payment by gift cards, and sometimes these crooks would have the victims wire money to receivers, one of them being Safter, who lived in the United States. These receivers would then take their cut and send the rest of it to the crooks in India. Mm, I'm so glad law enforcement caught up with Safter before he could victimize anyone else. Yes, and there's a good quote from the U.S. attorney who handled this case, and here's what he said. Stealing from the elderly and vulnerable is a crime that can threaten the victim's ability to pay their most basic living expenses. Prison is an appropriate place for those like this defendant who come to this country for no other reason than to scam people. Oh, that's so true. Now, if someone has been victimized by this kind of scam, where should they report it? Patty, they should report it to the FBI because these are the people that have the ability to go after people like Safter. And you can do that by going online and reporting to the FBI at their site, ic3.gov. So that's I as in ICE, C as in CAT, the number 3.gov, G-O-V. And the FBI really encourages people to report these kinds of scams. Thank you so much, Vicki. And if someone in Santa Barbara County is worried that they are being scammed, how can they get a hold of you? They can call my fraud hotline at area code 805-568-2442. And I'll say that again, 805-568-2442. And I do have a bit of interesting information that just came in today from a bulletin from the Department of Justice. 
And this has to do with the 2017 cyber attack against Equifax. You probably remember that. Mm -hmm. That's the Consumer Credit Reporting Agency where the thieves were able to get identifiable information things like people's names, address, social security numbers for over half the population in the United States. Wow. Well, here's yeah, here's the announcement. So, the US Department of Justice announced charges against four Chinese military-backed hackers in connection with carrying out the 2017 cyber attack against Equifax. So what that means is they have identified those people who are responsible for stealing all of this personal information, and they are beginning a prosecution against those folks. Oh, my goodness. And you said they were military-backed hackers from China? That's right. Oh, my goodness. That's what the bulletin says, Chinese military-backed hackers. Wow. This is a big problem, but I'm so glad that they're making progress on being able to catch these hackers. Thank you so much for more good news, Vicki. Okay, Patty, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.